AI's Dirty Secret, or How to Spend Half a Million Dollars of Supercomputing. Episode 5, An Unusual Introduction. Robert rises early on Christmas Day, 2022. It's a Sunday, so his mind is already thinking about the newsletter. In a few hours, he'll be in a Christmas lunch food coma. First, he sits down to write up his dilemma, how to find sustainability researcher needles in Global South haystacks. In time for cocktails, he hits publish and sends an article titled See-Through Carbon Competition, a half-million-dollar announcement, into the ether. Robert can now enjoy the rest of the day without the newsletter hanging over him, but he does wonder if anyone is actually going to read it. The newsletter, free every Sunday, only has a few hundred subscribers, most of whom would be distracted by the busy Christmas period. Mentioning the dilemma feels like an act of reflective therapy rather than a realistic appeal for a solution. Still, at least it's some interesting content in a slow news period. Putting out the newsletter every Sunday has become part of Robert's routine. Even if its circulation is tiny and his articles largely ignored, Writing original articles on neglected topics every week is good discipline. It keeps him well informed, deepens his understanding of complex problems, and each Sunday further refines the see-through news methodology and mission. Sometimes the main article is a throwaway climate take on a current topical issue, like the movie Don't Look Up, dashed off in a couple of hours. Sometimes it's a deep dive requiring weeks of research, like one Robert had written a few months before called Dr. Dryden and the Missing Plankton. This was about a parallel existential threat to human civilization and biodiversity created by burning fossil fuels. Not the blanket effect of carbon emissions on our atmosphere, but how they are gradually increasing the acidity of our oceans. Dr. Dryden and the Missing Plankton was an investigation of the science and media treatment of a remarkable citizen science project. In the 1980s, Dr. Howard Dryden had turned his marine biology PhD project into a global water treatment business, supplying clean water to everything from entire cities to huge industrial complexes. Once he started doing business with marine parks, he returned to his original passion and was shocked by how polluted our oceans had become. He sold up his stake in the business, bought an ocean-going yacht and applied his commercial innovations to the basic science of measuring the sea's fundamental health indicator, plankton. Dr. Dryden invented a new method of taking water samples and trained a couple of dozen Atlantic yacht sailors in how to use it. They take regular samples and email the images to a lab Dr. Dryden had set up at an Edinburgh University research hub where they'd be subjected to expert analysis to count the number of plankton. They couldn't find any. 
conventional plankton counters poo-pooed Dr. Dryden's findings, either dismissing his technology or saying he was looking in the wrong places. Mass media, less concerned about such technical nuances, simply misreported the results with sensationalist headlines. Few people read beyond the headlines, including scientists who should have known better. A critical scientific question rapidly descended into a Twitter storm of name-calling. Any scientific reason was drowned out in polarised grandstanding from either side of the social media schoolyard. Dr Dryden and the Missing Plankton was a typical see-through news article. It tried to, well, see through the news, taking the time to explain the science objectively and in detail and analyse how and why mainstream media didn't. You've probably not heard anything about this story, which is precisely why Robert spent weeks researching it. After tracking Dr Dryden down to his research yacht in Colombia, he interviewed planktonologists, oceanographers, statisticians and marine biologists in California, Alaska and around Europe. Robert published Dr Dryden and the Missing Plankton at the height of the unedifying public name-calling. The plankton-counting community welcomed the article as an even-handed explanation of both the scientific debate and the unscientific media ding-dong. The mainstream media duly ignored it. They have enough trouble reporting how we're trashing the air we breathe and the water we drink. The media don't, it seems, have any appetite to add the collapse of our marine ecosystem to the list of inconvenient climate truths. They may reckon the average reader finds things depressing enough already. They may be right. None of which changes the reality that the year-on-year -year pH balance of our oceans is rapidly approaching the point when it will dissolve the shells protecting the microorganisms that produce half our oxygen. Among the tiny minority of people who care enough about this existential threat was a Dutch woman floating in the mid-Atlantic. She was one of the yachters who'd volunteered for Dr Dryden's Citizen Science Water Sample Collection Programme. After reading the See-Through News article, she subscribed to the See-Through News free weekly newsletter, where, on Christmas Day, she read about Robert's dilemma on how to find Global South candidates. Bobbing on her Atlantic yacht, she thought of another newsletter she subscribed to, using up her precious internet bandwidth to read in her bunk. She reckoned it might be worth putting Robert in touch with Renuka. Dr. Renuka Takori was founder of the Global Sustainable Futures Progress Through Partnerships Network. GSFN had a lot of similarities to see through news. Both were zero-budget social media networks. Both were established around the same time. Both had hit on the same trick. They were trying to use social media's free infrastructure for effective climate action. Our Silicon Valley overlords provide free access to their platforms in exchange for our data, which they sell to advertisers, who use it to persuade us to buy more stuff we don't need, pumping more carbon into the atmosphere. 
Robert and Renuka both had the idea of using this same infrastructure to reduce carbon by connecting like-minded people to take effective climate action. See-Through News targeted a mass audience, while Renuka's network consisted of, and this was why our Dutch sailor, who prefers anonymity, made the connection, sustainability researchers, mainly PhD and master's students, mainly in the Global South. Renuka's GSFN had grown in a couple of years to encompass 150 countries with thousands of researchers all connected to a potential network of a million more. Maybe, thinks this Dutch sailor as she looks through her porthole into the mid-Atlantic Christmas darkness, maybe Renuka can help Robert find some needles in the Global South haystack in time to spend Tom's half-million dollars of supercomputing before the April 10th deadline. She uses some more of her precious bandwidth to email Robert and suggests he contacts Renuka. This mystery Dutch connector didn't realise, nor did Robert, nor Renuka, that they, Robert and Renuka, were actually only a 90-minute drive away from each other in southern England. That's the power of social media right there. On Boxing Day, before heading out for a walk, Robert sees the email from the Dutch sailor in his spam folder, takes a quick look at GSFN Online, thinks it worth a shot, and pings Renuka an email. In episode 6, Rules, Referees and Global South Haystacks, we find out whether Renuka replies. AI's Dirty Secret, or How to Spend Half a Million Dollars of Supercomputing, was narrated by George Hinchliffe, who also wrote the music. It was written, produced and mixed by Robert Stern. The See-Through News podcast is a See-Through News production. See-Through News is a zero-budget social media network with the goal of speeding up carbon drawdown by helping the inactive become active. For more, visit seethroughnews.org. Thank you for listening.